That right there is the Jimi Hendrix experience. This is the Northland Sports Page. You're about to experience hour number two and the upper half of our top ten as we count down our top ten most impactful stories of 2023. Again, if you're just checking in, welcome to the Northland Sports Page. We're here each and every Saturday, 10 to noon. We wouldn't be here any Saturday. Not for a great group of sponsors. Absolutely. And it really is cool when you have the chance to go to places and and frequent sponsors you spend money at already. So if you're listening to us and you have a couple extra shillings to spend this year, make sure you take care shillings. of our sponsors. We can throw hay pennies in there too? We might. Doubloons. All right. Fair. All right. So start with now Advantage Element Screen Printing, Sammy's <laughs> Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including London Road, Proctor, Two Harbors locations, Blackwater Downtown, and Tavern on the Hill. Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Comfort Systems, Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance, Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, and Kraus Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Again, so many thanks due to all of those sponsors. We appreciate you. We love doing this each and every Saturday. This is one of our more difficult Saturdays because... Again, we recap 12 months in a two-hour show. Now, some folks who have listened to us for a while might say, well, wait a minute. You guys spend the opening topic most weeks recapping 30, 40 years. 12 months is going to feel like nothing. But you got to make sure to do it right, and we hope that we have. Yeah, you know, again, there's so many people have different points of view on stuff, yeah. right? And so We're going to get scrutinized this, for some of this. Right, this is, this is our list, right. and I'm sure there's going to be other people that could break this down and have all 10 things be Vikings related, right? That's that's not true though. Like that's not every everything is not rated around one team or one or just the pros or just the colleges. Right. Like we're we've trying, got a pretty good hodgepodge in here. We think we do. We, we do. We and do. Dave Cook, you ran your way flawlessly up and down that sponsor list. Let's work our way up the top ten list. Again, we'll fill you in on the ones you've missed. Number ten, it was the hockey and the Hermantown Proctor communities because again, Proctor Hermantown is the Mirage and the Hermantown Hawks on the boys side. They've been kind of an annual guest of the state tournament and victim of their own expectations, both these teams now, because you could put them a lot higher than 10. We just couldn't this year. We just couldn't this year. And and yeah, that's tip of the hat to Hermantown Hockey and Proctor Mirage Hockey for sure. Uh, number nine was the rivalry that became the old timer in Hermantown's football team and the up and comer yep. in Duluth Denfeld's football team. So you get them a new stadium and a new field name and you got a whole new brand. What in the world Who is knew? that all about? I'll let you take number eight. But to see that, to see that group come together, right? Number Speaking eight, of a group coming together. Yep. Number eight, Saints Glasgow wins the Mayak in men's hockey for since they got into it, people said Sklaska doesn't belong in the Mayak. Well, uh, this was granted, other sports have done really good things, but this was the first major sport to take the entire conference and to win player of the year and defensive player of the year and offensive player of the year and rookie of the year. No, they didn't win rookie of the year. They won coach of the year. And so to have all that happen at once. Number seven was the the situation of gopher football. The enigma that was gopher yep. football. Yep, from the positives to the negatives to the eye rolly to the fantastics to the... Topped off by the local kid staying off home. off by the local kid. Number six, the uh, 2023, that was the Minnesota Timberwolves. From, the best of times, worst of times. Yes, thank you. The tale of two seasons. Absolutely. And then number five, the passing of the legend that is Bud Grant, the man who kept the Minnesota Vikings organization organized, for lack of a better phrase, yeah. kept everything structured. Everything was together. You never questioned the effort. You never questioned what direction they were going. He left for one year and then had to come and back to boy, fix it. boy, <laughs> could we use him now. Because oh, yes. Number four... I don't even know how we managed to word this 
and get it right. Maybe because there's no way to word it wrongly. Because for number four, we just have the Vikings drama that has been 2023. Because, again, remembering the end of 2022, this was a good team with a home playoff game. A home playoff game that got Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, paid a lot. A lot. And, haha, New York Giants, joke's on you. But the joke <laughs> was, was on the us. the whole time. Right, right. Ed Donatel hated the New York Giants, by the way. <laughs> he just let them win because that was the start of 2023. We got where we want him, The Vikings right. won and done. And then the conundrum of, do you want to stick with Kirk or don't you? And it looks like into 2024, it's going to be lather, rinse, repeat with that offseason issue. But it's become a bigger issue because Kirk Cousins, for the first time as a Viking, didn't complete a season or will not complete a season because it should. I know there's a mathematical possibility that it won't, but it should end tomorrow with the Sunday tilt in Detroit. But it ended for all intents and purposes, and we're just kind of remembering to realize it ended when Kirk Cousins went down at Lambeau Field. So did this team, but not without a couple weeks of, hey, Josh Dobbs is Zeus. He's not. Nick Mullins, that's a serviceable backup. He's not. We're going to go with the kid, Jaron Hall, he's the draft pick that we invested in. He ain't it. This has been a lot of uh, heavy on the air quotes. Fun, hasn't it? Do you remember what we said about five years ago was the Vikings' biggest problem? Probably wait till next year because we say that every year. Paper thin. And their roster is. And this is the year it kind of came to roost. Right. How many offensive linemen have we had? More than one. Right. You know, our defensive line just keeps churning through people. We don't even know their names. Hey, look, there's number 53. I've never seen him on the field before. Your linebackers, they're bringing people in off the streets to play linebackers. One of their best Ooh. defensive players is an undrafted free agent. He's been phenomenal. He's actually but playing cornerback. Who right? thought that was going to Right. Who's playing cornerback tomorrow? Makai Blackman is down, I believe. Right. Byron Murphy is down. Yep. You're going to get... Booth Jr. and whomever else they can find. We're bringing back our good friend Carl Lee at present day. (laughs) Exactly. It would be just fine. It would be the equivalent at the very least. And and think, oh God, I just thought. And and Lewis Seen still can't play. Right. So the. What did I tell you was my Bermanism? Lewis, haven't seen you. The. uh, the, um, Or hasn't been seen as it works. The stuff that goes on. So now it's. (laughs) The stuff. The FCC is still watching us. Now the drama at the. Vikings uh, Vikings headquarters, which you and I were fortunate enough to be at. Um, do you do Kirk again? Is it going to impact JJ? If JJ goes, then how do they figure that? What about Daniil? He really likes it here, and he loves his coordinator. Oh, wait, his coordinator. Is he going to come back next year? Because, boy, we were bad last year, and we're not so bad this year, so he must be a head coach. Right. Like, the Vikings just, you just can't get away from the soap opera that is Minnesota Vikings football. Right, because you can take this just like we did with the Wolves, although to probably a lesser degree, and say best of times, worst of times. Now you're going to say, well, wait, how can you? This team is 7-9 and nine with a game left. What in that was best of times? Well, again, they made their way to 4-4 four and four when their number one quarterback went down. And by the way, their number one receiver was already down when that game took place. Yep. So this should have been fast track to four and thirteen. It wasn't. So if you are the ultimate purple Kool-Aid guzzler or see the world with the purple colored glasses, you can sit there and you can do coach speak and you can say, You got a mathematical shot to be in the playoffs going into the last week of the season. What more could you possibly want? Well, I'll tell you what, you'd, you'd rather be any of the teams that's locked in right now. But yeah. I understand that vantage point. I also understand that Ivan Pace was an undrafted free agent and has turned out to be very good. You may have something there. I get that. Number one draft pick that will get scrutinized every time Quasey makes a pick. This one was no exception. Jordan Addison, pretty darn good pretty rookie darn season, good. Yep. without question. Josh Dobbs found lightning in a bottle, but that was literally it. 
but it kept you in the picture yes. for this long. See, that's the thing about, and I was thinking about while you were talking about it, my dad used to say an optimist can right. never be pleasant. I know surprised. everything that I was saying was silly and I don't necessarily believe in it, but I understand where people out there could say, well, you got this, 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 and this. But you know what an optimist uh, or my dad would have missed? Josh Dobbs was really fun for two weeks. Right. Right. When I actually he think came Kevin in, O'Connell took the fun away from him. I, I think that Kevin O'Connell made a mistake and tried to turn him into Kirk Cousins. That's what I mean. Took the fun away. But he, um, I mean, you have to enjoy those two games, even though the season isn't much. Those two games where Josh Dobbs played like Sandlot football. Right. Uh, those were fun. And the thing is, because again, I think we have to go to the reality. Now, I went very, very positive there because there are people out there that will do that. We already know the majority of you will just, you know, absolutely soil your shorts all over this team if you can, because there's plenty of reasons to do that. And the reality is this. They had a season decimated by injuries. We say every team is QB one away from being really bad. Close circuit to the New York Jets. How Aaron Rodgers is your most inspirational anything, I don't know. But he's the biggest reason why your season went off the tracks. Yeah. But, you know, they they should have been terrible. They weren't. I, I do understand that. But it's still excruciating to me that despite all of that, you can look at games that they absolutely gave away. The Cincinnati game to me is is the worst one. Even before Kirk's injury, they gave away the Philly game. They gave away the Charger game. You can argue uh. that they gave away the Bucks game, but most people don't because it was opening week and you don't know who's who at that point. This is a team that beat a San Francisco team that will likely be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. Maybe not with the McCaffrey injury, but you know what I'm saying. I do. So there were enough facets of this team that made you believe that they could still be a difference maker. And with a couple of seemingly easy fixes here and there, they should have been. Denver beats you on a jump ball. Cincinnati beats you with multiple jump balls. You use the smallest player on your roster for a tush push. You decided not to have a running game by choice for the first several weeks. Detroit escaped, won the division in your building because Nick Mullins was throwing to the wrong team like it was a hobby. I mean... This team should have been really bad. Instead, they were just bad, and that's what makes it excruciating. Now, you and I watched basically a quarter and like a play or two in this building against the Packers on New Year's Eve. And is it fun to get absolutely railroaded by your most hated rival? No. I'll admit that it's the first game that I Dave cooked it. I turned it off and left it off. I didn't see a play beyond, I think, the first series of the third quarter. That wasn't a good way to end the year without question. But it goes to the age-old debate that we've had. It's easier to get past those. I, I'd almost forgotten until I brought it up now. And Packer fans, nice to see you because we sure didn't hear from you in September and October. But I kind of forgot about it because they got their brains beaten. Yeah. Rather than the excruciating ones that you go, just make this simple play and it goes completely the other direction. But here we are again with a seemingly record number of one-score games. And instead of the season before where you squirmed out of all of them with a W, you went under 500 in them and you're under 500 as a result. Yeah. And, you know, this is the official season of injuries and turnovers. Like, right. They, what, did, what was this? What's the stat? If the Vikings, instead of having this world or this all time franchise record of turnover differential, if it would have just been 50 50, they're probably in the playoffs. Right. They're probably a double digit win team. Yeah. You've got seven of them already. It's not that it's crazy. hard to turn it Absolutely into 10. crazy. So the Vikings should have almost no sniff at the playoffs. Now, the mathematics says they do. It'll take a minor miracle tomorrow. But in terms of minor miracle, boy, it felt like it when the Minnesota Twins won a playoff game this yeah, year. Yeah, let's jump to number three, can we? Because 
the Minnesota Twins season, again, a season that we didn't think we were going to get to right. start with, um, really turned into probably the brightest light in the state this year. And those that have been just dying on the sword of if this team can get any pitching, they'll be fine. Congratulations. Tell them what they've won, Johnny. You had a staff that was worth watching, and it made this season worth watching yeah. because, again, last week with the how do you define their year in one word, what did I say? Whiff. Because they struck out at a record pace, but they also got a whiff of postseason success, and the reason is they could pitch. They could pitch. Yep. And the thing is, is they've built it up so much that they should be a decent staff next year. But, I mean, take the Twins. The We talked about risks before and the risk that they took trading probably the franchise favorite player for a pitcher that we knew was okay, but he wasn't even the number one in his right. own staff. He was a 500-ish pitcher. And uh, they took the risk, made the play, and, and boy, were they right on that one. Huh? Now I'm going to be curious to see what he can do in year two with this team, though, because not only did they do right by acquiring him, they signed him to an extension right away. Well, a lot of people don't think about pitching matchups and how much do they matter because, you know, in the NFL, I don't like when they say quarterback X outdueled quarterback Y. Well, not entirely true because they didn't face the same defense. Pitching is the same because you're not pitching against the same lineup. But I do feel like in both cases, you wonder about your margin for error because of who's on right. the other side. Yep. So Pablo had Sonny Gray as kind of a nookie blankie that, well, this guy's taking on the Sonny number Gray one. Sonny Gray took on Garrett Cole. I, I get to have the good matchup where I'm probably worlds better than their number two. Yep. Everything shifts now. And Pablo, you said it. When we got him, he wasn't the ace in Miami. He's the ace in Minnesota now. Yeah, Time to prove it. He is. Uh, and and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, now the money's also on Bailey Ober. Yeah. Right? That's Bailey the guy Ober I'm, is I'm no just longer, praying as a great season. Yeah. He's no longer that cute little story of the guy who couldn't throw very hard and they did all this work for him and he hurt his arm all the time. He's legit. He's got to be, uh, you know, a 25-game starter this year. Right. But you know what else we got this year? We got what? We got Royce. We got a bunch of kids that were pretty good. We did. We got we, the Julians of the world. We got the Walners of the world. Royce Lewis obviously has become the fan favorite very quickly. You know, just like Pablo taking over a big spot, you now need an everyday third baseman that's that good in Royce Lewis. Yeah, well, and and we also finally have, I know some people don't like him, but our shortstop, Yeah, that position's taken care of. Right. Like, and he proved in the playoffs, why? You still didn't have a center fielder that you've been waiting for forever, but you had a successful season nonetheless. And it was fun. And I know that you know how important that is to me and, I know how important it is to you because it was kind of the foundation of the start of our friendship was yep. our common passion for the game of baseball. And it's so important to me for a reason that I think other people don't think of either because when it comes to my need for Minnesota success, I understand that the NFL is king and I, I get it and I live and die on Sundays or, or Mondays or Thursdays or now when the NFL tries to play every day anyway. <laughs> but I, but I live Black and Friday die. Is rough on you now. I live and die with results. Well, it was the Jets this year on Black <laughs> Friday, so that's totally different. Rodgers was inspiring me to watch something else. He's inspiring. Right, he is. I've heard. But anyway, you know, the NFL victories, they, they mean a lot. And when it's one game a week, I know how important it is. But at the same time, when the Vikings let you down, because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, the Wolves are playing. The Wild are playing. We're in the thick of high school and college winter sports. I've got other things that can take my attention off of it. I get to the summer months. Now, Duluth Harbor Monsters, you're going to have your moment here soon. But I get to the summer months, and there's not much else to really focus on in the sports world for me. So I don't live and die with daily results because you can't do that to yourself 162 times. But when the Twins are fun, the summer is that much more fun. Oh, I agree. Um, I think that the Twins 
help. The thing about baseball, different than other sports, is because it's a radio sport first, yeah. that you can still fish and listen. You can still be engaged in, and well, of course, the fish hear the noise and they don't want to come by. I was going to say you won't fish very well, but, but you can. But you can play golf with them on, 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 a, on a radio on your you know shoulder while you're playing. And so baseball does make summer better. I agree with you. Lousy baseball doesn't help much. Because if you put Twins baseball on while you're on the golf course, you will stay awake. That will help you. (laughs) So the Twins and their playoff success, yes, those two words can go together. They check in at number four. We got three left, so we will do numbers three, two, and one when we return, or will we? Number four was the Vikings drama. Number three was the Twins' success. We've had so many great stories, I'm losing track of numbers. Well, you know, and, and so that's we've got usually two and one you're left. stealing my line. Right. I feel better. I didn't mispronounce a number. I just <laughs> lost track of where we were. Vikings drama was four. Twins' playoff success was three. We got two and one to go. Either way, no matter what number, we ask you to stay with us. We'll be right back. We did. It's Brian Prudhomme. It's Dave Cook. It is the Northland Sports Page. We are counting down. In this first show of 2024, our top 10 most impactful stories of 2023. And I talked about earlier how the number of segments we do and the number of stories we cover as we do them may not add up. I didn't mean that I would lose track at the end of the last segment there. So (laughs) I give you a lot of guff and I could end that sentence right there. I understand that piece. But I give you a lot for being the guy that when it comes to this show writes a lot of things down. And I just stroll in with a beverage and a jacket and off I go and we'll see what time my brain betrays me. And it did today, and thank goodness you wrote things down because we could correct ourselves. <laughs> Can you imagine? And correct ourselves, and not, I mean myself. And back to number six. What right. was that? So why don't I have you do two things because you've got two great lists in front of you. All right. Number one, give our sponsors some love first. I can And then do after that. that, we'll fill listeners in on the top ten stories that they've missed as we're down to, let me see if I get this right, the final two. Excellent. That was very good work. Whew. Yep. Uh, let's start with uh, Pier B Resort. Pier B Resort's been really busy over the holiday season. Um, you know, the Silos restaurant, it's a place that we I both love it frequent. there. Can I just say that? I Absolutely. love it at Silos. Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai. Comfort Systems, Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance. Arola Architecture Studio. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings. Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Elements Screen Printing. Sammy's Pizza. The Blackwoods Group, including their locations on the hill at Tavern on the Hill, Blackwater right downtown, in Two Harbors, in Proctor, and on London Road. Avenue 45, the Mount Royal Bottle Shop, and Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies. Do me a favor, and I'll give you time to do this. Count them up. How many sponsors did you list off there? I know the powers that be here at Town Square Media don't like when I do this, but living on the edge here in early 2024. 15 if you don't count each of the locations for Blackwoods. All right. So that's our top 15 list, if you will, for every week of every year that we continue to exist. But we got a nice top 10 list. Usually when I say top 10, here's Dave. It implies comedy Letterman style. This isn't very funny, but it's been fun. Yeah, no. And we talked, we got a chance to talk about the Hermantown uh, and the Hermantown Hawks and Herman, Proctor Hermantown Mirage. They were the number 10 for their season. Number nine was Hermantown football, but also Denfeld football. A new rivalry. A burgeoning rivalry. Yep. Yep. Number eight was Scholastica winning the Mayak in their in last last year, and then also looking at kind of how they're doing at the, the 2023 beginning of this year, where they're the number two team in the country. Um, number seven was the the story that was the Minnesota Gopher football team and all the pluses and minuses, and then Coy uh, staying in his home state as well. Number six, the season, the 2023 season that was. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Right. When Chris Finch becomes Charles Dickens, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. 
Right now, currently into 2024, hopefully we're buckling up for more best of times. Absolutely. Hopefully. I mean, last night's game looked pretty good. For the most part. um, Bud Grant died. That was number five. That was a... This is why we say impactful, because this obviously was not a positive by any stretch, but good luck finding someone in Minnesota professional sports with a larger impact, at least on the gridiron. And for two generations, he's, he's the guy, right? Um, number four, speaking of the Vikings, the drama that circled around this team for the, for the year 2023, from the good to the bad, to the weird, uh, boy, that the Vikings team, if you want it, they got it. I was going to say, if you like soap operas and sports, you got them in combination. Hopefully everybody's head will stop spinning tomorrow. Yes. There's a mathematic possibility that this bleep continues, but we'll see. And number three was a season that was the Minnesota twins. They're the ones that played the whole year. They went from making decisions that we all held our breath on to all to getting through the first round of the playoffs uh, and and drawing giving the Astros Minneapolis, a fight. yeah drawing Minneapolis and this whole state together for one great playoff run. right so when you saw standing room only and what I mean is standing with every pitch that was fun to see associated with Twins baseball and I'll tell you this one of my favorite sports movies you know this is Major League and what cracks me up every time is when Jake Taylor the catcher for Cleveland comes into a dinner party and the folks there are not baseball fans. And, and they say, I didn't realize we still had a team. And Jake Taylor is Tom Berenger's character is Jake Taylor. His response was, yeah, we got uniforms and everything. When it comes to the Minnesota twins season, people can say, well, yeah, they, they won the division. So what they, you know, they didn't win at all because there are plenty of people out there that only measure by championships. But my retort is, yeah, we want a playoff game and everything playoff series. Be damned actually. Yeah. Right. They, they broke quite the losing streak. Right. Um, but they did it the way we wanted to, to, right? They spent a little bit of money. They took a few risks and, and, and won. I mean, and I'm not even talking about Joey Gallo. Like I'm talking about Lopez There's a reason and all for that. other guys. Yeah. Wasn't it now, Joey Callow for all of you that love now, my cousin Vinny? Now we the get top to the two. two big. Right. And they have a lot in common. Uh, and frankly, it's programs we don't always cover to the same level that we should. We don't currently, and we certainly should. You're absolutely right. But I look at this one. And I'm going to correlate it a couple of different ways to our number eight. Number eight was Saints Glasgow men's hockey winning the Mayak. That was so dear to your heart for obvious reasons. And when I look at what I said during that segment, I had a lot less to add because you're so immersed in that program. But I said one of the big things for me was, with all due respect to UMD men's and women's hockey, because I love those programs too. In fact, the fact that Duluth hosted a Frozen Four on the national level in women's hockey didn't make our list, and, and it probably should have. But I think this that we're getting to is part of the reason why, because it went on in conjunction with some pretty amazing basketball runs. But to relate it further to St. Scholastica hockey, I said, you know, it got out of the shadow of UMD hockey, and St. Scholastica got acknowledged. Well, I'll tell you this. UMD has a bevy of athletic programs, teams, what have you, and they also, in their own way, have to fight to get out of the shadow of the Division One programs that are there on the ice. And I got into radio in 1995 as a 16-year-old doing basically gopher stuff. And I don't mean University of Minnesota. Ski you mom, baby. No, I mean and it's Sky you mom, by the way. <laughs> but who's the gopher in this group? <laughs> but what I mean is not University of Minnesota stuff. I mean gopher in terms of somebody's got to do the weather forecast. Somebody's got to give that scoreboard update. Somebody's got to make sure this person is actually on the air and those types of things. So... I did that and I enjoyed it because it's part of how I got here today. But my first local play-by-play opportunity was doing University of Minnesota Duluth basketball. 
And as somebody who grew up as a season ticket holder going with his dad to every game, this was something to see these two teams get this far. And number two is the men. And it's very different from the men that I watched growing up because I grew up in the Dale race era where the final scores were akin to 55 to 50 under Justin Wick. You said, if you like fire wagon hockey to come watch CSS, if you like division two basketball, but want to see them just rip up and down the court, you know, it's Loyola Marymount type style where the final scores of my childhood are now halftime scores. I love that kind of basketball. Right. Right. And so having had a chance to see them for the first time, really in a long, long time, um, that's the type of basketball that, so if we talk to, you and I talk about this all the time, but I'm just going to go there again. You know, we talk to hockey guys who don't like basketball and we talk to the reverse, but we talk to hockey guys who don't like basketball and they say it's boring or they say whatever. Or they don't they understand need, it. They Yeah. They need to understand, first of all, that their two sports are the same. I was going to say, they know it a lot better than they think. Yes. But the the pace and the speed and the athleticism and the and the defensive intensity, you can come from another sport and sit down at Romano and watch this men's basketball team play and go, this is fun. You don't you don't have to understand it even. Just the energy in the building, you'll say, this is fun. And that's what they are. Right. And I go back to something that you told me on Friday nights as we were hanging out together again. And I was recapping for you a recent Duluth East loss on the boys' side. Speaking of basketball and speaking of Duluth East, if you want to see some good prep basketball, get yeah. there today. Ah. There are six games, the first of which will get underway as soon as we're off the air here, and that's where I'll be for the majority of the day. Come but, see you. I know where you'll be. Exactly. There, there will be a butt print in that chair by the end of the day because I will be part of six straight games today. But I had told you, you know, East is struggling. They lost a lot to graduation. They're much smaller than they're used to. But in their most recent game, they had more threes than twos. They had 12 threes and nine twos in a recent loss. And at first you went, whoa, really? And then you doubled back and said, well, that's offense now, isn't it? And I'll tell you what, when you look at that sort of stat line, that's Minnesota Duluth on the men's side as well. Yeah, We watched Drew Blair. Anything beyond half court is within range. Yeah, and he's got the cold-bloodedness to do it too, right? I mean, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of folks that can shoot, right? But there's only so many that can take the ball when there's money on the line and have enough confidence to drain that thing from distance. And he's one like that. That team is fun to watch, man. And that's one of the reasons. Absolutely. It was beyond fun because they made an incredible national tournament run. And it was one of those, will they, or won't they get in because they weren't one of those automatic bids, but they did enough to get there and, and had a lot of fun while they were there. And frankly, when we made this list, you thought, boy, that run's going to be hard to beat. Well, they're travel partners, yeah. if you will, because the UMD men and UMD women, they travel together a lot on the basketball side of things. To see a UMD team in a national championship game has become normal, thanks to Scott Sandlin, Shannon Miller, what have you. To see it happen, Football. right, right, Bob Nielsen, et cetera, Wheezy, all those guys, Bubba. But to see it on the hardwood was awesome. And Mandy Pearson's team, you are number one because – you were that close to being number one in the entire country. So, you know, when you get a chance to see a team that's rolling at the level of national championship, sometimes you don't necessarily appreciate what they had to do to get there because they're so dang good when you're watching them, right? Well, you and I got to watch them play St. Cloud right. early in the season. Yep. And we got halftime of that game. We said to each other, this center from St. Cloud is the best player on the court. And I don't know if UMD can come back on these guys. 
And then you realize that UMD had the best player in the nation in the post. And she just decided, right. like, this game's done. Yep. Like, um, St. Cloud, thank you very much. You are really a good player, and now you're down by 11 with time. Now you're down by because 18. Now Brooke Olson is Brooke Olson. Wow. Yep. And, and again, when we're talking about the men's team, we were saying you can walk into that gym and, and their style of play just throws energy in the building. Right. And then you watch Brooke Olson, and it's like when you walk into a place – and that, the person with the, you know, sports people all the time talk about it, right? The it factor. They can be a really good player, but they don't have the it factor. They're just a passenger. Guess who owns the it factor in spades? Brooke Olsen. Brooke Olsen. That was a good guess. Yes. Brooke Olsen, had, and you could just feel it. When she was on the court, it was a whole different attitude. And my goodness gracious, she was fun to watch. And she would go inside and outside. She'd shoot threes. She'd have, you know... They'd need a rebound. She'd have the rebound. And she wasn't the only player on the team. No. That's what made them a national champion. Well, and that's team. the other piece because the UMD men check in at number two. And if you're following along, the UMD women, they check in at number one. The basketball runs at the national level. Of course, the women lose the national title game. But almost all of Duluth was finding a TV that day. And yes. it was awesome. And I think back on a number of different levels because I look at earlier today, I was having some fun with the computer to make sure we can get things recorded because this show will be podcastable later. And I found a folder that was randomly not labeled, go figure. But I clicked on it and I said, Dave, look at this. It shows of ours from 2020. And you went, really? Early 2020 or late? And I said, well, late because early was pandemic and we didn't get a chance to do much. There are a lot of bad things about the pandemic. Trust me, we can have a show upon show upon show of how bad that was. One silver lining is the University of Minnesota Duluth basketball programs got to have the same starting lineup for a little bit of extra time. And you want to reap the benefits or, you know, deal with the hand you're dealt, however that cliche wants to go. Justin Wick and Mandy Pearson did that the best way possible. Yeah, that's, you know, if you like pro sports, the the idea of college kids playing a sixth year sometimes gets chuckles, right? Right. Oh, yeah, they're coming in at 24. Well, if you're a fan of a college program, and this goes, we can have this is NIL, this is transfer portal, all this other stuff be danged. Um, the fact that those kids got to play that six year if they wanted to is the essence of the sport, right? They're they're supposed to be doing it for fun and, and this is their last shot at it. And so what the heck, let's go for it. I'm still gonna go to school and right. get one. I'm still in school, I might as well play. Yes. And and that's been a huge plus because I've gotten to watch, you know, six years. Alex Severson, who's the who's the captain of the Scholastica hockey team. He's a six-year guy, right? Right. He's he's been around seems as long as my kids have been around, but seeing him play and and knowing some of the backstory on how he actually came back this year, he really didn't think he was coming back. Um, those sort of things are just cool, right? It's funny you mention that because Nick Carlson of the men's basketball team at Scholastica is now on the coaching staff, and that didn't happen right away. It happened like the second month of the season. I walked into Rife and suddenly saw Nick dribbling around the court for fun, and I went wait a minute, it, does he still have eligibility left? What what do we have here? <laughs> and Justin Wick and Mandy Pearson, they've had some really, really talented players have that eligibility. But part of what was fun for me, and I'm loving that you brought up the St. Cloud game that we did together, that was actually, I still think, in 2022 because it was in December. But, I, but it was the foreshadowing of the season that was ahead. But I love the fact that you brought it up because I owe a lot to Jesse Robinson in my recent sports employment, if you will. Well, he knew about Connor Gray and myself broadcasting together for football. So he got us to do some basketball the year before. And then he asked me, do you want to do a game right around Christmas? UMD plays St. Cloud in a doubleheader. 
And I said, yeah, but I know Connor's not available. I'm going to bring Dave because we got a show that day. Okay, perfect. You guys know what you're doing. He's right. But I had seen all of these UMD players before. I knew what I was going to get from the Drew Blairs, the Brooke Olsons of the world, and everybody else that had been part of that team for so long. I had more joy in watching you watch that than calling the game because you kind of went, what have I been missing? And I feel like just like with the Saints Class Commence Hockey, again, the parallels, the community went, why am I so late to this party? Yep, I agree with you. And and you said something a minute ago, which is why they're the number one story. Right. People in the middle of the day, one, tried to find TVs. And if they didn't do that. I was at Tavern that, on the Hill. It was packed. If they didn't do that, they were finding the score somehow. Right. They were texting you or calling you saying, hey, I, I can't. What's right. the score? Right. And that makes not just a great team, but a fantastic moment. That's why this is the impactful list. Yep. What kind of impact did it have? And to close on that mantra, women's basketball collegially has been on an incredible rise. WNBA too, because they're following players in college that are going to that next level. Paige Beckers is going to do that at some point. We hope Gianna Neepkins recovers from this injury and does that at some point. Caitlin Clark is maybe the most entertaining player in college basketball. Forget the women's part. Yep. Maybe college basketball. If you want to scrutinize me for that, go ahead. Congratulations on still being part of an archaeological dig. Get with the times. I think it's I think it's Caitlin Clark or bust, basically. There are just a lot of fun players to watch. What was cool about this is you didn't stop at Division One. You could start to mention yeah. all the UMD players and how many role models they are for, for young girls and, and quite frankly, guys of young ages, but but all of us, because you know, we got this new women's pro hockey team and they're a big deal too. And it was brought up on the radio this week that, you know, more role models for females. Mandy Pearson, your team did that in a huge way. Yep, you're going to see upticks. I mean, it's one of the reasons you see upticks in youth sports in college towns, right? Because once the college team starts doing things, the kids in that town want to emulate. We will have an uptick of basketball players in seven, eight years who just fell in love with the sport because of these two teams. Absolutely. So that does it for our top 10 list of impactful stories for 2023. The list is done. The show is not. We are all about the community most of the time. That's what this show prides itself on. However, we get a little selfish to close the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. The time that I remember. That time that we remember is 2023. We've spent our entire first show here of 2024 recapping, in our opinion, the top 10 most impactful stories in Northland and Minnesota sports for 2023. Our top 10 is done. We've got one segment to go. The show is not yet done. It's Brian Prudhomme and Dave Cook. This show could have been done a long time ago if not for sponsors wanting to get behind us, and, and we thank them. So we're going to do it slowly. All right. Arola Architecture Studio. So I'm going to keep the music behind you. Is our original. All right, start again. Arola Architecture Studio, our original. Hoops Brewing. Dave Hoops is on the show all the time. Make sure you go and spend some of your hard-earned money with Dave Hoops. Yes. OAR Holdings. Kraus Heating and Cooling. The Carrier HVAC authorized dealer for our area. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing. You know, when you go to Bentleyville, it's brought to you basically by the people of Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing. Brought to you by the entire community, Brian. But specifically, Nathan Bentley and his crew are, are right smack dab in the middle of that. Sammy's Pizza. You almost can't say Duluth without Sammy's Pizza. Right. Or um, Hibbing or Virginia. Right. Or, Our whole region is, yep. unless you live in one community in St. Paul, right? I think there's a Sammy's down there. But the, um, the idea is Sammy's Pizza is a tradition up here. And speaking of traditions, how about the Blackwoods group? Right. That's I mean, a tradition for me. I met my now wife by crashing her 29th birthday party at Blackwoods. 
Well, see, that's... Story for another and, time. Yes, exactly. That's right. my most impactful story ever. Uh, but their location on London Road is the location that you're going to find Dane and I and the kids at. Uh, the location of Proctor, it's in a fantastic spot right by the highway. You know, they have the whole the whole uh, center right next to them where you can have parties or whatever. The one in Two Harbors, you know, when you're running up the shore and you're having all this fun and sometimes you just want to eat someplace you know. You know, that's that spot. Blackwater right downtown. When you're when you're trying to create a downtown environment, one of the places you need is a really good martini bar. Right. We have one. Yes. Yes, we do. And then when you're trying to create... Remember that wife I said I met at Blackwoods? We had our uh, in-between wedding ceremony and reception gathering at Blackwater. I bet you did. Yes. And when you're trying to recreate the feeling of a, of a college community, right? Like in Minneapolis, you're trying to recreate Dinky Town here in, in Duluth. You got to have like that restaurant that is the anchor of it. And the anchor for... Dinky Town, Duluth is Tavern on the Hill. We just the got other done, spot I spend all kinds of money. Oh, me too, because we just got done talking about a lot of UMD athletics. We talked about how hockey, you know, didn't probably make the impact this year they normally do, but everybody knows it's still yeah. probably top dog, they'll, if they'll you will, both be back next year in this too. area. But football is what gets the school year going because it's in September. Oh, by the way, you go to UMD football game, you can see Tavern if you have somebody keep running out of the end zone. They could place an they order can, for yes, you. Yes, exactly right. And, and Avenue 45 is the next one. I'm just going to let you talk about Avenue 45. Well, again, radio is not a visual medium, and for me, that's okay. But if it ever was, and I could take some pride in some facet of my appearance, it's because Avenue 45, where I get my haircut, does a heck of a job making this face for radio at least get framed well by a decent hairdo. Uh, Mount Royal Bottle Shop. You know, some of our best friends work at Mount Royal. Yes, they do. Bob Gustafson, he is uh, certainly on the radar. He's always keeping me posted. There are a lot of Hermantown athletic scores that we know because we cover. But if we're not, then we ever wonder. It's one text away. He's the man at Mount Royal Bottle Shop, but he's the man in sports as well. Absolutely. Speaking of Duluth um, uh, landmarks, that's a good one for this one. Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies. If you're around the hockey community for my entire life, and you said hockey and Duluth, the first words came out was Stewart's. Stewart's. Well, I'll tell you what, you've labeled me, and correctly so, over the years as a basketball guy, and I wore that with a badge of honor. But then hockey play-by-play became part of my world, and the hockey community has welcomed me, thankfully. When I got asked last year to do an endorsement, to do a radio commercial, a spot for Stewart's, as kind of a basketball guy who's making his way into hockey, but Stewart's wanted me to do it. That meant something. Absolutely right. And you know, the other thing that they've jumped on wholeheartedly is the bikes part of this, right? Right. And Duluth in our region. In is, our current status, we have not. No, we have not. Although we should have probably tandemed around on Friday night to see what the ice would have done to <laughs> the, us. Uh, but our community is consistently ranked in the top five of mountain biking communities in the country. And, you know, Stewart's is neck deep in that now, too. Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai. You know, I've told you a hundred times that when I start looking for when I start looking for a car, where's the first place I go? Kohler. And now where is the first place I take my son? Kohler. And my daughter? I'm going to say Kohler. Yeah. I'm three like, for three. Like they have so many dealers and and you can tap on just about every single brand that's out there at one of their dealerships. And so we spend money there. Comfort systems, Brian, both of us are diehard comfort yes. system users. Yes. When we first got comfort system as a, as a sponsor, what do we both say? Well, this will be the easiest one to champion because we do it all the time anyway. And everybody in Duluth does too. And if you yep. don't, you're missing the boat on why people do comfort systems. Give them a call. Because I would like our listeners who don't use comfort systems to call them and say, 
So Brian and Dave told me I should use you. Why? Right. And let them tell you why. I was going to say, let them see if they'll uh, conjure up a discount if you tell them Brian and Dave sent you. And Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance. We've been fortunate enough to have Mike twice. I was going to say, he dove in, you know, all systems go to both this show and time for two more. And I've got a story, of course, meeting my wife, Jen and Blackwoods that I will probably share on this radio station at some point, if I haven't already, because over the six plus years, we've, we've obviously repeated some things. I've also got a story of how I met Mike Regan. If you want to also hear, at Blackwoods. No. Okay. I don't know. It was a birthday party. No, it was at the reef. And I'll tell you this. If you want to hear that story, I will share it with you. We can't do it on the radio, but it's a fun one. <laughs> so a little foreshadowing. If you see me and you go, Hey, I heard you talking about you and Mike Regan. Please tell the story. It's one of those one of those popular hashtags right now. If you know, you know. If you want to know, ask. And and if you see Mike and you don't see Brian, also ask. Well, and if you see Mike, and especially with the ice we had Friday night, you know, having insurance in any way you can find it isn't a bad idea. And Fact. Mike's where to get it. Very good. So again, we reflected a little bit on our sponsors. And before this, of course, we reflected on the top 10 most impactful stories of 2023. Number 10, Hermantown area hockey because Hermantown Hawks, Proctor Hermantown Mirage, tell you who knows them well, the XO Energy Center. They do. They, like you said, they've got common rooms booked week after week, right? Hermantown just has to find the same hotel and book two weeks worth of rooms and not not just one. Absolutely. And the ease with which we know the Hermantown hockey roster sometimes is because they're involved in the fall with football as well. And Hermantown for a while was somewhat unmatched in Section 74A for football prowess. And there was a bit of a new kid in town. Now, we know the North Branch Vikings were the ones that ended up going to the state tournament. But here locally, Hermantown played Denville twice in three weeks, provided two of the best games of the season. Absolutely of the season. And and this award, the ninth place for Hermantown football, is just as big an award for the other team because Denfeld really hasn't done much for a long, long time. And it, and it looks like Eric Lofold has them back. So that was 10 and 9, 8 and 7. We talked about sponsors. 8 and 7 could be sponsored by Dave Cook because number 8 was St. Scholastica men's hockey basically opening everybody's eyes to the new school in the Mayak belonging. Yeah, 100%. And and after having a bunch of old school Mayak say they don't. And so to, to have that happen uh, and to sweep all the awards and everything, that, that was a heck of a season. And then number 7, the enigmatic nature of a gopher football season, P.J. Fleck. All he does is win bowl games. Unfortunately, those bowls are sponsored by 2,000 flushes. But again, the Gophers do get it done enough for him to be appreciated. His local flavor, thanks to Koi Parrish, will be appreciated It'll in years to come. 100% change the awareness of our area for Gopher football because you'll always want to know, okay, so the Gophers did that. How did Koi do? Right. Speaking of changing awareness, I think Minnesota is waking up to they have an NBA team that's worth watching. The Minnesota Timberwolves, best of times, worst of times. Rudy Gobert was Herschel Walker for a while in trade history. Rudy Gobert could be a missing piece to this team being a big deal, no pun intended, in the NBA postseason. That was number six. Absolutely, and and not just for their run now, right? This is for how they finished out last year, too, as as an improving team. And Jay, Jay May said once, you know, the, the training that Carl Anthony Towns needed wasn't his jump shot a or his rebound. He needed a life coach. And frankly, that's one of the big differences, right? To quote Jay May, I'll buy that. Yeah. I absolutely agreed with him on that one, without question. Number five kind of defies any additional wording. Bud Grant passed away, and I feel like a big part of Minnesota kind of did with him. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I heard this said once, that when people in Minnesota picture Minnesotan people, Bud Grant's the picture that jumps into their mind. The stoic, 
outside in the cold, no hat, short sleeves kind of guy. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, number five, Bud Grant passing really did a number on this team because I talked about it when we were covering the list as it went. Bud Grant was big on structure, on organization, on keeping things together, and nothing ever got out of control. This isn't a shot at KOC, but at number four, this season in the Vikings drama that was, nothing ever felt in control, ever. No, absolutely. Much less possession of the football. Never felt in control. Yeah. No, the drama that is Minnesota Vikings football, man, if you wanted to see some kind of drama, you just had to look right. like it's there. Historically, they had a reputation for it over recent years, and you thought, how can they top what they've done in year X, Y, or Z? Well, let's see this season. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing else to add. That's 100% right. But speaking of seasons, this one at number three for the Twins ended short of a World Series. 87 and 91 will still be at or near the top. But I think this one is up there as well because there was a lot of fun to be had. There was a great atmosphere and a playoff curse was lifted. And again, we talked about pitching earlier, but let's give Rocco a, a thing for a second because he and had a boy because nobody does massive injury issues, including who people including me, uh, before last year, thought was their best player, didn't play a lick, right, uh, in Buxton. He, so he played around Buxton. He played around Joey Gallo going 082 for the year, right? He played around um, Kirilov being on and off. He played at second baseman. The starter was hurt all the time. The rookie couldn't field, and they still made it that far. Right. And so you just have to really say, look at look at what we – Willie Castro, we considered him to be their MVP because he played nine different right. positions. And didn't have Willie a job Castro. with the team until right. basically a week before we got started. Right. We laugh at the fact that the last pickup they got called was Donnie Barrels. Yeah. And guess what he turned out to be? I'm pining for him to come back Donnie, now. Donnie Barrels. Absolutely. <laughs> and so um, that Twins team really needs to get the, all the, earned all the love it gets. Absolutely. So the Twins were in at number three. And then number two and number one, you could simply say UMD. And if you weren't paying attention, you'd say, well, wait a minute. It was kind of a down year for hockey. Okay, sure. There are other teams to be having taking notice of. And UMD basketball on the men's side at number two and the women's side at number one, they did a lot more than that. Because Dave, you, I thought, summarized it perfectly. Everybody was aware. Everybody was trying to congregate in front of a TV. Restaurants had a random Saturday in April as one of their best business days because of it. And if you couldn't get there, you were following the game somehow. And again, what it did for female basketball players of all ages, females of all ages. We talked to Alicia Tipke in Dallas that day. The media here loved it. Those were some of the most beloved players in, I'll say, Duluth sports history, and I think we'll say that in years to come. So, you know, I'm I'm fairly comfortable with hyperbole, right? Yeah. All right, so this is not dissimilar from Shannon Miller's first group that won. Right. Um, because all of a sudden, and, and look at girls hockey now, right, in, in our area. All of a sudden, girls a thing to the thing. UMD basketball is has has that opportunity right now too. It's going from beyond just something that maybe we could do this Saturday to much to must see viewing. Well, and I think the thing we didn't mention as we were going along and talking about them was UMD because of their good record on the women's side was also the host site for prior to you know the Elite yeah, Eight, Final yep, Four, yep. what have you. That UMD team was dead in the water with not much time left. Made Correct. a huge comeback at Romano to keep a season alive. Oh, how much further they went. Yeah. To do the all the places you'll go kind of thing. 100% right. That's a pretty good list. It was. It was fun to put together. We hope we did it some justice because, again, I think this won't be necessarily the closing statement because we're going to talk about a couple that meant a lot to us real briefly. But I think the closing thought behind this list for me is, is thank you. Thank you to the athletes, the coaches, the programs in the Northland for giving us way more than 10 stories 
to talk yeah. about because we do this roughly 52 weeks a year. We might take one or two off if, if state hockey or something gets in the way, but there's always something to talk about. And people ask me all the time because I grew up here. Why are you still there? Why do you love Duluth? I hope the last two hours helped tell you why. Yeah. The, the access that people have gifted us to themselves, yes. to their programs, to their players, uh, their time. I mean, think about some of the non-local people we get, you know, Paul Allen, Vincey Glenn, uh, Chad Greenway, these, uh, uh, Lavelle, Lavelle these, yep. these people just give their time to us. You know, a lot of these big major metros, they pay people and these folks through the goodness of their, you know, through the goodness of their heart have become part of our little family here. And to be, to look back at this year and not, you know, be thankful for those little gifts, like Sadie's a great example of yep. somebody who gives of her time now and hopefully in And somehow years. still credits us for everything she's becoming. And we had such a minute role in we that. Had a, we had a moment. That yeah. was, that's what we yeah. had. And, We're a blip on the radar. And so these are the sort of things that, you know, we, we talk about games and we talk, those games blend into relationships and people and what's fun. You know, when we talk scholastica basketball, I talk about Chris Hammer who I haven't seen Buzzer in beater Chris, right? Right. But he becomes part of my fabric because of uh, because I was there when that happened. You know, that's what this is all about. This whole sports thing in our region is about relationships and building our community and making those connections. And we've been so lucky to be almost a, a nexus point for some of those. I agree with you. So again, we said we'd get a little selfish towards the end and just maybe in 60 seconds or so. Visit Egan, the Minnesota Vikings, Town Square Media, to bring us to training camp, it led to a surgical procedure sure for did. Dave. So it's got some comedy <laughs> to it, too. But we had a blast being there. It was kind of surreal to be in that moment. And, and, you know, we've had Paul Allen on the phone so many times, but we had him within five feet. I joke about, you heard me trying to read off sponsors as he's giving me a bear hug, and I kept going. But it was fun to just be in the room and, and be part of what he does. Every single game we get to do together, regardless of the sport, you and I have come home in some great moods and in some terrible moods, but I think in the end when I reflect, I go, but I get to do that. Yeah. And I get to do that 100%. a lot. And even when it goes badly sometimes, but I get to do that again tomorrow. Yeah. How many times has somebody, you know, said, Oh, you and Dave are going to do another game. Yeah. Well, this what makes it fun. Right. Like we could go there and watch it, but it's more fun. To- the only ones that really give us a lot of grief about it. One's married to you. One's married to me. Yeah. But there's other people that we know that go, uh, one is also our mothers. Yes. Or are you going to go? I can't believe. Uh, da, 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 da. Dana, what do you think about Dave being with Brian in another game? She goes, is he getting paid? Yeah. Yes. All are you right, getting paid? Then. Are you out of the house? Everybody <laughs> wins twice. That's right. But I'll tell you what, in 2023 and certainly now into 2024, we got one down in 24 and several shows still to go. Everything's felt like a win as much as we talk about our favorite pro teams losing in Minnesota. Here on the Northland Sports page, every time I get to do this, nothing feels like an L. Yeah, we live in a fantastic community with fantastic people. Everything is positive. Everything is negative, right? Because you those situations Everything is happen. instant reactions. Every, because that just stuff happens now. But just understand that if you can hear us, we're really glad you're listening. Really glad you're here with us. And like Brian said, we're really glad you're in northeastern Minnesota with us. Absolutely. We love everything about this community, everything about being able to do this show. And if it sounds like, boy, these guys sound like they're signing off for good, we assure you we're We're not. not. This is not any form of eulogy or reflection anymore. This is proof we're just getting going in 24. Thank you so much for everything you've given us. Thank you for what is to come as we'll be a big part of your 24. We look forward to covering all of it. This has been the Northland Sports Page. Get to East. Plenty of basketball today. We will talk to you next week. See you.